So I asked, the first thing I said is, did I wake you up? And he said, no, I'm just laying here. And, uh, you know, that's a difficult conversation. You know, how many times I've been on the other side of the phone, like he is, and, you know, you you hear the other person on the end and and you know that they want to console you, but what do you say, you know, to to somebody that has taken a loss like that, except that, you know, I'm so sorry, buddy, and and I love you. This long winding road Just remember That life is life Hello everybody and happy post-Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, This Tuesday as this drops uh, we have just gotten through the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, The kids are back at school begrudgingly uh, and our cohort Brian Blackburn is now in London to watch is is it called Iswich? Iswich Town? Yeah, that's that the, the name of the soccer team. I so yeah. Watch I, a I, lot of soccer. Okay. So so <laughs> they are currently like in second or third place and have a really good chance of going from the Champions League to the Premier League. Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> and see I'm slower on this, so you can explain it better than I can. There's a great upcoming episode that I just thought of is the way they do sports, especially soccer overseas in Europe compared to our professional sports that I don't think we'd ever change to it. But the relegation and and moving up in divisions, I think, is a great thing for com- competition to maintain. Like those games matter at the end of the season. You're not trying to get last place to get the first round draft pick. You're trying to get out of that relegation zone to go to stay in that level or win the league or end up in second or third place to move up to the next level. I think that's Which a great I, It's huge episode. financially, I would imagine, that the difference oh, yeah. between Premier League, Champions League, and then, you know, we hear so much about soccer lately because it seems to be the thing that uh, Americans are getting into is is buying clubs uh, that are struggling over there and trying to revamp them, like Ryan Reynolds and uh, I believe... J.J. Watt? J.J. Watt, yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, well, a good friend of Brian's uh, recently got into the fold as well and invited Brian out to go to a game, and Brian's also going to go visit... Uh, his family in Ireland, he's got deep roots. His mother is originally from Ireland and his cousins who live out here now, all from there. And so he's got a lot of family out there and unfortunately has some family members uh, uh, who are not doing well, uh, are getting up there in age and have been ill. So he is going to get to go see them and, uh, you know, at least before they pass and get to say their goodbyes and visit. So that, that is a really cool thing, which uh, is the reason for this episode today that you and I go through. We had a whole other thing planned, but we, we decided to scratch it that because this time of Thanksgiving, even though we're beyond it is a time to be thankful and thankful for so many things. And last night, I, I will tell you that, uh, you know, this is, I had a lump in my, my throat. I had, a, it was like a gut punch, even though she had lived a beautiful life, um, been in a home for a while, uh, you know, knowing that this was coming, it's still when somebody passes away, 
you're never really ready for it, even though you think you're ready for it. And I got a text last night from my best friend in the world, Pat O'Hara, who lives in Lincoln, Nebraska now. He and his wife, Amber, uh, were we were like the three amigos in college, lived right next to each other. Our kids have grown up together. They are the godparents to my kids. Um, and he just wrote a text uh, that my mom died last night. And, you know, even though I've known she's been, you know, ailing, it was still that, that loss. And I know the pain that Pat, uh, who's the youngest of the O'Hara kids and his brother, Joe and Mike and Kirsten, you know, it's, it's hurtful um, that they're, they're having to go through this loss, especially around this time, the holidays, is a time when so many people um, really kind of feel better and but worse during the holidays after the loss of a loved one because it's your first or it stirs so it up. without them. And it's just, those, yes, it stirs up those memories. Yeah, because the time where people gather. So it's the time where maybe they didn't see that loved one every day throughout the year, but they were used to seeing them on that day. So I think that makes it difficult where you may not, you know, a Tuesday in January is just a Tuesday in January, but Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving where you would gather with them normally or, or, or whatever holiday comes up. So I think that's part of what stirs up that emotion at a, it stirs it up more during those holidays because that's when you're used to, oh, maybe they had a dish that they would always bring that they were known for that that isn't there anymore. So I think that is part of the reason that it gets stirred up even more during this holiday season. Without question. Uh, you know, I, obviously, um, we've, we just had a couple episodes about it. I've told you how I feel um, with with the loss of my wife. But I remember with the loss of my mom, I mean, I – I never had to deal with any kind of real loss. I mean, I, I've lost a grandfather. Uh, I lost all my grandparents now, but I, I was lucky enough to have my grandparents. My first grandparent didn't pass away till I was 27. But then my other grandparents lived to be in their 90s. And I had never really had to deal with loss until 2018 when my mom got sick and then eventually passed away. Uh, you know, that for me was the first real just like gut punch of, Oh my gosh, we're all we're all vulnerable to this, right? We're we're all going to right. lose people that we love in our life. Uh and it's something that it's no matter how often you go through it, it's still it's it's never easy. Yeah, I think that it it and it comes in seems like waves, but you're always reminded of the loss when someone else loses someone, it kind of triggers it in internally to go oh i miss so and so um you know and you're just used to it my grandma's getting up there she's just turned 91 yesterday congratulations um, to yeah her. and she's had a rough year health-wise um so you know it was she shares birthdays with my dad so we went over to my parents last night and did her birthday um but it's just it, it with her you know, she's 91. So, um, she'll be the first yeah. to remind you she's not young anymore. 
So <laughs> and that's kind of her line now that she that she's old. Um, but it, it's just kind of like you get that reminder when she goes through her health scares that you're like, oh man, she's here now. Sarah lost her grandma earlier this year. Um, so this was kind of like the first Thanksgiving without her grandma being there. And you get, that does kind of trigger those reminders. Right. Uh, you do feel those. More. They're missing. You feel, yeah. especially, you know, when it's more, you know, recent, you, and it's a first, you, you really do feel like, man, there's a, there's a hole here. There's somebody that we are, are, are really missing, especially when you grow up your entire life and they are there on Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and or Hanukkah. And so those holidays, whatever it is that you uh, celebrate, you know, that with your family, that there's going to be those firsts of them not there for those. And, and that, uh, it can be extraordinarily difficult, but also you can be very thankful. You know, again, we just went through Thanksgiving and all those things that we can dwell on that are negative, like the fact that she's not here anymore, but you can think about what a wonderful life and all the time that Pat and his siblings had with their mom. And not to mention all the, the, the uh, countless grandchildren she had those memories that you will have that, that you can keep with you forever. And, and, you know, after talking, I, as soon as, um, I got the text from Pat last night. I got that guy. I, I called him now and he's in Nebraska. So he's two hours ahead of us here. So I asked, my first thing I said is, did I wake you up? And he said, no, I'm just laying here. And, uh, you know, that's a difficult conversation. You know, how many times I've been on the other side of the phone, like he is. And, you know, you, you hear the other person on the end and, and you know that they want to console you, but what do you say, you know, to, right. to somebody that has taken a loss like that, except that, you know, I'm so sorry, buddy. And I, and I love you. And, you know, after he and I spoke a little bit, we got to talk about how, you know, he was so lucky to have his mom and his, his father who he lost a number of years ago. Um, and that we all are going through this and, you know, he said, you know, you've been through it even way more than I have. And I said, buddy, loss is still loss. You know, be thankful for the time that you have with your loved ones. Um, it made me think when, when you think about somebody, whether you're in the car or, or you're just, if they pop into your mind, give them a call, tell them you love them, just say hi. And on the other end, if you're there and you're not super busy, answer the phone. I know that we're in an age, my wife was one, my wife loved to text, didn't love to talk on the phone, but sometimes maybe somebody just wants to say hi and wants to tell yeah. you that they love you. So, you know, it's just, life is life. It's short. Um, it's fleeting. Yeah. And you never know when you're not going to get that opportunity to to tell them that you love them or um, that you just really wanted to see how they're doing. Yeah. It's something I try and you know, it's hard with kids, but try something you try and teach to kids to like, be grateful for the stuff that you do have. Don't worry about what you don't have or what, you know, how much homework you have um, or, you know, the little 
nuances of everyday life that don't really matter at the end of the day. I tell my kid, like, do you remember last year at this time of year, what you struggled with on your homework? And he's like, no, why would I remember that? But it was so devastating for you at that point in time, just like this right now is so devastating. But next year, you're not going to remember what you struggled with on November 27th on your homework, because it doesn't really matter that much compared to the big things that do matter. So just be grateful for the fact that you can go to school, the fact that you can, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me get my school iPad and Google it <laughs> because you have internet and electronics and whatnot. So it's just trying to trying to turn it into a, a thing where just being grateful for and thankful for just the little things that the, the, well, the big things that do matter compared to the little things that sometimes get us all riled up. You know, someone cutting you off in traffic. Do you remember who cut you off in traffic this time last year? No, no one cares. But people get so riled up about it. And, and then sometimes it leads to like road rage, which then could affect the things that actually do matter. So just taking the step back and asking yourself, like, does, does it really matter that I got cut off? No, <laughs> maybe they're in a hurry. Yeah, maybe. that reminds me. I, I need to apologize to the the lady that I cut off last week. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm sure you're not listening, but I accidentally pulled into a lane I shouldn't have pulled into. My bad. I am so sorry. Um, but it I happens. know that she was it following me and taking her phone and taking pictures of my license plate, thinking I was some jackass. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, maybe I was, and and you know, I, my mind was somewhere else, and I didn't realize that I made a left turn into a lane I probably shouldn't have turned into. So I apologize, but, uh, you know, it hit me this Thanksgiving. Uh, we, it, I realized, you know, when you're young, you think your families are so large. Um, and it is, it is hit me, you know, this Thanksgiving, um, you know, when, when I, I, we didn't have family close by to have, Thanksgiving with my father doesn't love to travel at night anymore because he's getting it to a certain age. And obviously there's the time change. So it gets dark really early. Um, so he, he just wanted to stay home. He didn't, he didn't want to come to Thanksgiving, but we spent an incredible Thanksgiving with Brian's uh, family at his sister's house and they have a good size Irish family, let me tell you. And, and we had a really nice time, but you know, my kids were like, well, why are we going over there when, you know, Thanksgiving is for family and we don't have family there. And I tried to explain that, um, you know, I was very thankful for these people around me, uh, that are just incredible friends and friends can become like family. And, you know, can love you just as much, if not more than, you know, family can be blood, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you spend all the time with them and that these people that you are with that, you know, were nice enough to invite us into their home for this Thanksgiving. Uh, it was wonderful. And I was, I'm very thankful for them. And my kids even mentioned how much fun they had. And, uh, it just makes you realize that as time has gone on with Carrie's family, all on the East coast. Uh, and you know, my family, it's pretty far apart here in California. It's not always easy to get together. Uh, but I still got to talk to them and wish them a happy Thanksgiving. And they had a bunch, my brother had a bunch of friends over to his, so they had a, a friend's giving as well. And so it it's, it's just, a, it's not about thinking, gosh, I'm so unhappy that 
I don't have all my family together. I was just really thankful for those people that I got to be around and included my family into theirs. And I think that the, the, that we can all learn from, as you mentioned earlier, just being thankful for what we do have and not looking at the negatives because in human nature, we tend to dwell on the negatives um, when, man, it's so much, so much more uplifting to be grateful and thankful uh, than it is to be dwelling on the negatives in life. Yeah. And I think you're right about the friends thing where it may be a family thing, but there are occasions when friends become family. And I think that's like really key where you can, like I went on a road trip this summer with my best friend and his family. And it was like, it was really cool. I, I mean, him and I had done road trips before he's the guy I went on that cross country road trip with my brother and in college. Um, but it was kind of cool to do it with families. Cause it wasn't just him and I going out and doing what 20 something year olds do every night before, <laughs> before going to bed, um, drinking beer and, and, and that kind of thing. But it was more of a, it wasn't like, let's work and we find the bar that near this hotel. It was more like, oh, let's go find kid-friendly activities. But it was really cool to be able to go on a vacation with him um, and his family. And, and you're right, some friends do become more like a a, a family uh, affair. And, and you get to know their families and then, you know, your families interact and, and things like that. So, um it is always cool to, you know, if you do have someone near, and this happened a lot, like in, in college years where you might have uh, friends at college who were out of town and they weren't traveling back home. So like, don't sit and do Thanksgiving on your own. Like, you don't know my family, it's ginormous, but you're welcome to come over. Um, and, and and so if, if you can, if you have the ability and you know someone who's like going to sit there, I know... Uh, there's always f- college friends or coworkers for my parents or things like that, that just weren't going back home to, for the holidays. And they just stop by, grab something to eat and just kind of, you know, you can incorporate friends into your family's, uh, things, especially if you have a big family like mine, a little overwhelming. Sometimes I hear when you come in and you're like, well, there's like, 50 people in this house. Where did you go? <laughs> I don't think it's overwhelming because I grew up in that giant pod. But I know Sarah was like, well, when I first came over to your family's Thanksgiving and they had like tables set up in the living room and there's like 50 to 60 people in, in a house and or, or it's in the backyard and it's like a ton of tables out. I was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in the giant family thing. I think right? that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, and I, like, again, like I said, I thought I, I thought I had a large extended family, but then you realize how really, I really, I really don't. Carrie and I talked about that all the time. Uh, you know, we were so lucky to have the group of friends and the network of people that we had in our lives here in San Diego, when our family is spread out all over the place and we don't get a chance to go see them all the time. It's not cheap to fly back East. Um, and even during the holidays. Yeah. And Carrie's dad passed away two weeks of a heart attack, right? 
two weeks after Avery was born. So we had to go back there and there was a lot of uh, loss there. So it's just, it, when, when you lose people that can kind of, you know, there, there are those patriarchs that kind of hold the group together. Like my grandmother was on my side and now we have all kind of, I don't want to say splintered, but we would all get together to be around her. And now she's not here to do that. And Pat and I were talking about that last night with, with Karen. And, and, you know, even though she's been in a home, um, you know, it's, there's something when that matriarch or, or patriarch passes, you know, that it's kind of like now, okay, there's going to be who's next. You're like, who's the next um, person in, in the family the to, to hold the, yeah, that is the glue yeah. to that, to that family. And um, you know, because life moves on. Life goes on. And um, it was, I, I will say, uh, you know, before we go, I mean, I, I just, I want to tell Pat and Amber and the family, I'm so glad that the kids actually got to say goodbye to her. Um, I, you know, we were, they were lucky enough to know maybe we were getting close, things were turning for the worst. So, I mean, they did get that chance to say their goodbyes. It's never easy. Um, but I, I will tell you that I am a, a better person for knowing uh, Dr. O'Hara and Karen O'Hara. Um, they had and raised a beautiful family, um, Joe and Mike and, and Kirsten um, and my buddy Pat. They are just salts of the earth, and um, I love them very much, and I am, I am so very, very thankful that they allowed me into their family, and my heart goes out to you guys. Um, for losing your matriarch. Um, so this episode is dedicated to the O'Hara family and Karen O'Hara, who passed away yesterday on Tuesday or Monday, the 27th of November. Life is life. We all walk this long winding road. Just remember that life is life. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute as accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice.